0: Hello everyone, thank you for listening, Uh, but most importantly, thank you for listening to the Word of God. I feel like in just these few episodes, the Lord has been speaking, He has been heavy in our hearts, His words have been heavy in our hearts, and with today's podcast, you need to buckle your seatbelt. I just want to preface, the Lord is good. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Alright, today's podcast, we're going to be focusing on Romans 8, titled Life in the Spirit. Thank you, God, for your word, God, because it is living, breathing It's truth, God. It is life. It frees us, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for every single person who is listening to this podcast, God. I ask that your presence accompany them, God. That your presence be with them right now, wherever it is that they find themselves. God, that your presence be with them, that your Holy Spirit be with them right now, God, just as you are with me. God Almighty, we love you, we worship you, God, and I put this podcast, this Bible study in your hands, God, let it be all for your honor and your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, Romans 8, this one's going to be long, Romans 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by flesh could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. so then brothers we are debtors not of the flesh to live according to the flesh for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live for all who are led by the spirit of god are sons of god for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry abba father the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Verse 18, future glory. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groaning inwardly as we wait eagerly for the uh, adoption of sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now, hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we will wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god in christ jesus our lord once again this whole chapter needs an amen at the end amen god for this word all right we're going to be breaking this down and guys if you are listening to this Outside of an area where you can sit down with your Bible and your notebook and your highlighter and your pens highly 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 suggest you reread and you take notes because there is so Much to unpack here Alright, we're gonna go to verse 1 in chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus Y'all remember? the last two episodes where we were talking about that if you receive or accept jesus christ as your lord and savior all transgressions will be put aside all transgressions will be forgotten and if all transgressions are forgotten then therefore there's now no condemnation for you who are in christ jesus verse two for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in christ jesus from the law of sin and death therefore now we are a new creation that was also mentioned in the conversation with Pastor Martin God is just so good guys he is so good so we're gonna be going in um, verse 3 it says for God has done what the law weakened by the flesh so when it's talking about the law that's the law of Moses remember the Ten Commandments and all these other laws and one of the reasons why it says weakened by the flesh is because the flesh is weak we were created we, we were born in, in sin already because of, of Adam and Eve we were already born in sin so that's our, our flesh it craves it and that's why the law was weakened by the flesh because people were not able to uphold these rules literally people were not able to uphold these rules people were dying left and fo- left and forth back and forth there we go back and forth from not upholding the law's righteousness so it said um, for God has done what the law weakened by the flesh cannot do and this is where God by sending his only son in the likeness of sinful flesh this means in a human sending him in in human form Um, He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So right here is basically John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever shall believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It's because of Jesus Christ for him paying the price of sin which is death and resurrecting on the third day that we can now have this righteous requirement of the law fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit for those who live according this is verse 5 for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh so when we're reading this things of the flesh um, can be like worries. They can be cares. They can, what am I going to eat tomorrow? Am I making enough money for my family? Um, what is so-and-so going to think? What, it, oh, I can't afford the, um, the Bugatti. I can't afford the, the Yeezys. I can't afford these new rims on my car. Um, all of these things, right? This is what the flesh cares about. our bodies are just naturally prone to like what are others going to think how do we measure up to others expectations oh i'm i'm lacking um in this area because we compare ourselves to other people's lives that's that's what the flesh thinks so it says for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit what are things of the spirit we can see this in galatians 5:22, and it's talking about the fruits of the spirit so if we put our minds on the on things of the spirit that would be love joy peace it would be kindness goodness faithfulness all of these things if we just put our minds on these things i feel like we've already done better than we did yesterday right And six, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Well, of course it is, because if we're thinking about love and joy and peace and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, we're not gonna be caring or thinking about what our neighbor is saying about us, what our friends are thinking about our family, what our friends are thinking about the car that we drive or where we live or what we wear, right? If we're thinking about love and joy and kindness and goodness, yeah, we're going to have peace and we're going to have a peaceful life. It says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. This is referencing to James 4.4. In James 4.4, you can go there in your Bible right now. You can it once you listen to it again but it's basically saying you have to pick a side because you can't be on both you're an enemy either to the world or you're an enemy to god that's why we can't have our minds on fleshly things we have to have our minds on things of the spirit in nine you however you are not in the flesh but in the spirit and that's what we're declaring right you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. How will we know if the Spirit of God dwells in us? Well, if we have the fruits of the Spirit, if we have love, if we have joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. In this verse, it's basically saying if you have the Holy Spirit with you, you're going to have eternity in heaven because it doesn't matter if your body dies, you will receive a new body in heaven. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then brothers, we are in obligation, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. We have no obligation to the flesh to live according to the flesh. There's nothing that obligates us to do that. We ourselves choose to do that. We choose to give our body pornography. We choose to give our body um, cheating on our spouse. We choose to give our body um, alcohol. We choose to give our body an excess amount of food. We choose to give our body all of these things. There's no obligation for us to, do, to give our body what our body wants or what our body is, is desiring to receive. We choose to do that on our own. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. This is key. If you try to put the deeds of the body To die by yourself without God, you will find yourself in this cycle of, oh, I'm good. Yeah, I let go of pornography like two days ago. Oh, I'm doing fine. Oh, yeah, I'm not cheating on my wife anymore. I'm not cheating on my husband. That's the old me. You know, New Year's resolution me. I'm doing good. And then what? A week passes. The weekend comes up. You know, that person slides in your DMs. Yeah, and you're gonna fall because you're doing it by yourself. That's why it's key right here. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And let me say this, for you listening, maybe you're like pornography. (laughs) I'm not struggling with that. Cheating on my spouse? No, I love them to death. My eyes don't go anywhere besides them, okay? but how about excess excess of food glutinate is also a sin your body craves that give me more give me more give me more give me more why do you think some oh this is the lord Ooh, why do you think when you go on a diet you break it right away oh god the lord is speaking to me guys because if you don't do it with god it ain't gonna work out it is not gonna work out 14, for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. God does not give you the spirit of fear. He does not. That is from the devil. That is from the devil. And you have to rebuke it in Jesus name. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters by whom we cry, Abba, Father. That's the spirit of belonging. Ooh, God, we belong to you. You you called us, you chose us. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Guys, there's more. It's not, we're just not children, we are heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Heirs of what? Well, in Titus 3 7. Titus 3 7 is like a really short book in the Bible. It says justified by his grace that we may become heirs having hope of eternal life. Heirs of eternal life. Heirs of the kingdom of heaven. So not only are we children if we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior but we are also heirs. Heirs to the kingdom of God. Future glory. Verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Everything that's going on right now, it does not compare to the glory that is to be revealed with us. It far outweighs the bad. The good far outweighs the bad. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility. Futility also means frustration, not willingly, but because of him to, who subjected it in hope, that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage of corruption to obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Well, who subjected the, the earth? Let's go back to Genesis 3:17. This was when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, and God spoke to Adam, saying, Because you listened to your wife who told you to eat from that fruit. You will work the land. And then he says, cursed is the ground because of you, that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. While this is referencing to Revelations 21, 1 about the new heaven and the new earth, the new Jerusalem that we will see. It says, for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. If you go to Jeremiah 12:4, how long will the land lie parched? This means it's a longing for water, it's dehydrated. How long will the land lie parched and the grass in every field be withered because those who live in it are wicked and animals and birds have perished? Moreover, the people are saying, how will uh, he will not see what happens to us? Doesn't that sound familiar? Um, Climate change All of this stuff Um, Right now in Arizona they're saying that we don't have enough water For everyone who lives in Arizona (laughs) The land is parched The grass has withered Why? Because the people who live in it are wicked And this isn't to like blame Everyone in Arizona, everyone in the world Like everyone's wicked But in reality everyone is Including ourselves If we haven't put away our wickedness And turned to the Lord You know? so then it says for uh verse 24 for in this hope we were saved now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees how are you gonna hope for something that you're already seeing with your eyes but if we hope for what we do not see we wait for it with patience kind of like christmas kind of like your birthday or your wedding you know you're waiting for this, you know this thing is coming, you're not seeing it yet, but you know it's coming and you're waiting and you're excited and and you want it to come, you're eager. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness because we know we're weak, I know I'm weak. Do you know you're weak? For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. The Lord knows because the Spirit intercedes for us. When we have no words, when we don't know what to ask for, when we don't know how to ask, the Spirit intercedes for us according to the Lord's will. And the Lord knows, he knows. When our words fail, he knows. He knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. knows. And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Saints equals God's people, which equals us. And we know that for those who love God, all things, say this with me. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. He is calling you. He has been calling you. Will you answer? Will you say yes to God? For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. He is the author and the father. Finisher of your story. He knew you from the the womb of your mom. He chose you he Justified so that you may also be glorified in verse 31 This is titled God's everlasting love. What then shall we say to these things to all of these things to God giving his only son for us to die on the cross pay the payment of sin so that we may have eternal life with Him? That we were justified by His grace so that we can become heirs of having hope of eternal life? What then shall we say to all of these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him graciously Give us all things. Let me say that again. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him of first all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the only one who died. More than that, who was raised. Who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us also, just like the Spirit. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? I'm going to stop this right here because it is not that God steps away from us, but that we step away from God. Why? Because of tribulation. We let tribulation get in the middle of it. We let distress get in the middle of it. Persecution. What are others going to think if I say yes to Jesus? Famine. We struggle. We're like, God, I thought you said that everything was going to work for my good. Well, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. And then we say no to God or danger or nakedness or sword. It is not that God steps away from you. It is that you step away from God. We step away from him whenever things get rough. As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, Not even the things that you are seeing right now or the things that are going to come. Nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. God, thank you once again for your word. Thank you because it is living, breathing truth, God. Thank you for your for your love towards us, God. God, I pray that with this knowledge that we have now gained, God, that we say yes to you every single day and that we say no to what our flesh wants, that we say no to what our flesh wants because we know that all things work together for our good because if you are for us, then who can be against us? God, I pray that you give us the strength, the strength to not separate from you, from the love that you have for us, God, because nor death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present or things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. In Jesus name. Amen. The Lord is calling you. When will you answer?